Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday, May 25th. Hope your week's going well. Um, we kind of had a, a downer day yesterday. We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Hey, before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, there are so many things in this world we don't have the ability to control, but you can control your retirement portfolio by making sure that you don't have too much risk or you don't have enough risk. You need to know what that number is. Make sure it lines up with where it should be for you. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Schedule your core retirement design. And with that, we got Dave coming up next. 5.7 Light FM, Brian Adams there in Morning Dave here. I'm glad you're with me this morning. We're at 840 now. It's 20 before 9, and we're checking in on money and seeing what's going on. A lot of market-moving events yesterday that didn't look like they moved the market as much as I frankly expected them to, but we got a few big tidbits worth of news this morning that may very well have some effects on the market. Let's go downtown to Statler Financial Services' very own Philip Statler, who's on the line. Philip, how are you today? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well, man. Sorry about the abrupt uh, disposal yesterday, but they're working on the internet <laughs> in my neighborhood, and, um, and I was at home, so that's one of the one of the issues yeah. there. So, yeah, it was something I say around here as much reliable as the internet can be. It ain't quite running water yet, is it? No, it's definitely not, and uh, it'll be. I'll be glad when they get there. It will be nice because we're getting more and more dependent on it. Setting the market table for today, yesterday was not a good day, and it wasn't. Uh, looked like it might have been helped at the end of the day by the uh, Federal Reserve minutes, but net-net, the Dow ended up down 256 points, Standard & Poor's down by 30, NASDAQ down by 76, and the Russell 2000 down by 21. Nobody got down to a full 1% down except for the Russell, but it was still an off day. Uh, we're just starting to get a little bit nervous about the debt ceiling, aren't we? Yeah. When you got uh, rating agencies starting to downgrade or starting to put some doubt into our credit worthiness, uh, Fitch, you know, they they put us on warning. And then there's another smaller rating agency that evidently put us on warning as well. So, um, yeah, that doesn't help. Uh, no, not a bit. Yeah, the Fitch Rating Agency uh, issued uh, a rating for ratings watch negative, which for them means they fully expect to downgrade us as the, as we get closer to the uh, debt ceiling end of negotiations. And uh, that can't help because it's going to make it just uh, another tick harder to sell all those federal bonds that we're going to have to issue when we do raise the credit when we do raise the credit limit. Yeah, I agree, and and it really. Um... Well, this is Congress. It doesn't really, it doesn't surprise me, I guess. But I think they should just, you know, they shouldn't get a recess until they get this thing fixed. But they're getting ready to all go home. And um, so, you know, they're kicking they that can get, until next week. I think they shouldn't get paid until they get it fixed. Well, I agree. But I think they should have to stay up there and, and, and through the holiday and get it done. And, you know, if, if we have to sit here and worry about it and the markets have to worry about it, then then they should have to worry about getting it done before they get to come home. Well, uh, you know, somebody bought the hot dogs. They'll go bad. So they got it. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities, don't you know? We just love our congressman. Daily, uh, the other thing that was affecting things yesterday, and you and I were talking about it before we went on the air, is uh, the Wednesday afternoon release 
of the open market committee meetings from the Federal Reserve, and uh, we, we were kind of noodling it through. I mean, a working majority of the uh, of, of the governors at last month's Fed meeting were in agreement, at the very least, that a pause was in order. A substantial minority said they wanted to keep their their options open. I gather some analysts were reading that as being that working majority figured that we might actually be done raising interest rates. I don't know if it was a working majority or not, Dave, but somewhere, and I can't put my fingers on it right this second, but somewhere I saw a headline that gave uh, some indication that uh, there were some news item in that uh, report that gave somebody at least the impression that maybe they were done raising interest rates altogether. Now, I can hardly imagine that being the case, but um, you know, that would be nice. Yeah, I was going to I didn't see that article per se, and the reading that I had on the thing was, okay, it looks like there's a very good probability that they're all, there's enough of them in agreement that a pause is in order, and that's good enough news, but it, it's always tea leaves when you try to read those obtuse minutes, especially the way they write them. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and uh, they try to compare them. They keep the same format, so it's like, you know, they're sitting there looking word for word to see what words change. Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 enough to make you want to bang your head against the wall, but it's important enough where you bang the head anyway and try. Government data stuff this morning. It's good news, but it's still mediocre. The gross domestic product number comes out for today's second reading on the first quarter, and we originally had said it was 1.1 percent growth, which is pretty close to moribund. The uh, second reading on that, though, raised it to an almost as moribund 1.3%, but, you know, like we were noodling it through before we went on the air, it's still a crummy number, but it's better than they expected, so I'm counting it as good news. I just don't know how good it's going to be from the standpoint of investors. Well, yeah, that is good news. That means we're still still growing, um, which is good compared to Germany, right? Yeah. Germany came mm-hmm. out and reported their GDP, and it was a negative three-tenths, and that was their second consecutive quarter of negative growth. So Germany is officially in a recession, and their, their government's not happy about that. Uh, some politician in their government redefining the word recession like ours did? That's the uh, solution, that, you know. Not that I've seen yet, but I did oh, see uh, in the article that, that that is only one definition of a recession. Never mind 300 years of economic wisdom. We're just going to change the definition. Uh, The other data dump that came out this morning was first-time jobless claims. There's a little soap opera going on on that. First of all, they expected 250,000 first-time jobless claims, pretty much dead on what we always consider be the benchmark for a normally functioning economy where the employment market isn't too hot. We ended up coming in at 229,000, about 21,000 better than they expected. But the biggest reason is they've got a little scandal up in Massachusetts. It must be easy to apply for unemployment benefits in Massachusetts because they've uncovered rampant fraud. I wonder what their first clue was. A few weeks ago, they were averaging 7,000 claims a week. Three, four weeks ago, all of a sudden they jumped up to 35,000 a week. And last week they were still at 21,000. And the Massachusetts government is saying, whoa, wait, we're getting scrawed. And the federal government then revised their, uh, revised their numbers from two weeks down by 17,000 because they discovered Massachusetts had their numbers screwed up beyond belief. I, if, if it weren't important information, I'd be laughing my butt off. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's uh, one of those cases where, you know, you never know, but that's, that's some a pretty big fraud numbers uh, all within one state. Uh, yeah, and it was enough when you you know jump from seven to thirty five thousand. That's enough to make a substantial difference on the national number as well. And pretty much, it's about looks like about seventy five percent of the difference between you know full employment with a normal churn and an overly hot market. I mean, Massachusetts basically was causing the Fed to get the wrong numbers as far as making their interest rate decisions were concerned. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. And. Um... So maybe they got that fixed now, hopefully. We're going to have to take somebody out back and horse whip them in Massachusetts. Uh, other than that, like I said, the primary thing that's hovering over Wall Street is the, uh, is the uh, argument over the, uh, over the borrowing limit for the government. But we are still getting earnings in. And I'm looking at my futures, and boy, you talk about a tale of two extremes. Dow is off by a little of my delayed quotes, and NASDAQ is going through the roof, and it all comes out of one primary chip maker, I gather. It does. NVIDIA reported, and uh, man, they hit a home run. Um, they had a, block, a blockbuster report. They uh, they beat by 17 cents a share. Uh, revenue was up by almost three-quarters of a billion, more than expected. So, uh, so that was uh, some really good news for them. They're trading up today. 30% right now. And uh, and they're on the NASDAQ. So that's what's boistering uh, the NASDAQ index up so much this morning. It's amazing. It always helps to remember the NASDAQ 100 index is a price weighted index like the Dow is. So consequently, one critical stock in that index can do a wonderful job of really moving it. For everybody's background, NVIDIA is famous for their video cards. They've been hot for a few years with Bitcoin mining because Bitcoin mining uses uh, hot video cards as being a way to speed things up. I didn't know they were hot into artificial intelligence, and uh, evidently that's the current buzzword, and uh, the fact that they're doing well with that has really helped their, uh, helped their reporting. Yeah, it is. As a matter of fact, they came out and they, they basically said they're going to have a giant record year. Um, they expect, get this now, for the second quarter, they expect revenue to be $11 billion. That's 50% higher than the analysts had expected. Ooh, even the big ones are looking at that and saying, "Wowzy! I'll bet you yeah. somebody's going to. I'll bet you somebody's going to go crazy. Like maybe, oh, Apple start developing their own AI chip. What do you think? <laughs> I, I think they're working <laughs> it on chips in general. So I'm sure it would be not that much difficult to start a research to to develop that as well. So. And we had a couple other reports come in. You know, yesterday we talked about Kohl's and um, and a couple other retailers. Well, American mm-hmm. Eagle Outfitters reported not so good. Um, their their second quarter earnings were basically in line with expectations, but their revenue um, was just barely above expectations, and they gave a not so good outlook for the second quarter, saying revenue was to fall. And so they're trading the opposite of NVIDIA. They're down 14, I mean, 15 and a half percent this morning. Ouch. And, you know, given the fact that we had a couple of retailers yesterday that really kicked butt, that's kind of a surprise to see one fall out of bed like that. Hey, it is. And, and then Best Buy on another retailer, specifically kind of mm-hmm. electronics type stuff. Uh, <clears throat> they had a good quarter. 
they uh, they came in at a, a dollar fifteen a share. That was four cents better than the dollar eleven that was expected, and and revenue now was a little bit below what they expected, uh, but but not enough to hurt them. They're up six and a half percent this morning. We got some substantial moves this morning, which will start becoming evident when we get to the indexes, right? Exactly. I got two more for you. Snowflake, um, which uh, is a cloud computing company, they had uh, they, for the first quarter revenue um, and and expectations were they were they were okay. They're getting beat up today because of weaker than expected revenue guidance for this next quarter. Um, and so they're getting beat up pretty big, down 15% this morning. Ooh, okay. And the last one, I got one more retailer for you, and I'm done. Dollar Tree reported. Um, and, and Dollar Tree uh, came in below expectations when it came to earnings per share um, by about $0.05. Cents. Came in at $1.47. Gross profit fell, and this is probably what's hitting them the most this morning, fell uh, 4.7%, even though sales rose. So they're getting squeezed on their on their profit margin. So that's not helping Dollar Tree any. They're down a little over 12% this morning. Oh, poop. I guess they're going to have to go to a $1.75 tree instead of a $1.50 tree now, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the dollar and a quarter, maybe may that's hurting them a little bit too. It could have. It messes up a good marketing position anyway. Uh, backing up to yesterday, again, it was an off day on Wall Street yesterday. Not catastrophic, but it was off 45 minutes before we opened. What are we looking at this morning? We got some some pretty good numbers. They've been improving uh, this morning. The Dow is still in the red, but not by a lot, like $16. Uh, it's trying to get to the green. S&P 500 is up by almost nine-tenths of a percent. That's $37. And the NASDAQ 100 is going crazy this morning, up 2.2%. That's like $302. So this, the Russell 2000 is uh, slightly in the red this morning. On the other side, we got silver down one and almost 1.3%, back below $23 an ounce. Now, I did see, Dave, I can't remember which uh, brokerage firm made this call, but um there is a call out there that within the next six to 12 months, they expect gold to be over 30. So, wow. uh, I mean, silver to be over 30. So I'm not sure uh, when that's going to happen because it's been really fluctuating lately. Gold is up one point, uh, almost 1.2%, $1,941 an ounce. And crude oil is sliding slightly down one and a half percent, but it's about where it was yesterday, I think, $73.25 a barrel. Stability, I'll take for the moment, even though it's too high. Looking overseas, the Asian rim markets were mostly off. Uh, Hang Seng in Hong Kong was off by almost 2% yesterday. Europe is kind of a mixed bag this morning. Great Britain is off by fractionally. The other markets are either up or down by like hundreds of a percent halfway through their trading day. Retirement planning is more than just looking at your numbers. It's actually looking at the risk underneath the numbers. How do I get a hold of you to find that risk and retire with a plan? Exactly. The closer you get to retirement, the more important that becomes. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730, 95.3 FM. And back together again one more time for the week tomorrow for Friday morning. Philip, you have a good one. I appreciate it. 
All right, man, you have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Remember that first. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Have a great day. I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Until then, so long.